welcome back to the Formula Rezone show. Sunday has finished, the sun is setting. We have a new world champion in Nick DeFries. Once again, I'm joined with Tobias Bloom. How are you, Tobias? Busy day. Busy day. I'm exhausted. I'm, I'm knackered. I had three hours sleep last night and covered the entire day since 6 a.m. in the morning. I am ready for bed. I'm ready for bed too. I had a little bit more sleep than you. I had five. So um, yeah. I win on that one. Fair enough. But before we talk about Nick the Freeze, I just want to talk a special mention to Norman Natto because obviously we were talking about him yesterday. We heard from him yesterday. We unfortunately didn't get a chance to catch him today. But man, we were talking about him not having a drive and he goes away and he wins. And he doesn't just win. He dominates. He built a five second gap, mm -hmm. lost it to the safety car and then build it up again. Just talk me through how you felt Nato's race was today. Yeah, really impressive. I was talking about that yesterday. He's sort of matured recently and those kinds of performances have been, they've been coming uh, ever since I think Puebla. He told me Puebla was the race where it clicked for him and then the results didn't really come, but he felt confident in himself and in his car and well, we saw the res result of that confidence today. Um, dominant performance pretty much a perfect day perfect race for him it was a perfect day for him let's talk Nick DeFries then because it just fell his way today didn't it the gods the Formula E gods were with him Mitch Evans going out at the start Eduardo Mortar also going out and then Jake Dennis going out it just fell for him today it did yeah I mean he wouldn't have needed them to retire uh, he was a championship leader going into the race um, but it certainly helped and maybe made things a bit more calm for him. That said, I mean, how dramatic was that? We're seeing the Venturi tub, I think, uh, being transported here through the paddock now. Although, to be fair, I don't know if that's the Venturi tub. Um, I saw the crash damage from Multara. It was significant. It was the whole front was gone. The, the suspension yeah. was gone. Like everything was just gone. Like it was like a whole new rebuild. And that was incredibly dramatic, wasn't it? Um, two championship contenders out before we even get to the first corner. Um, ridiculously, bye-bye. Uh, ridiculously, that's Sam Smith leading there. Yes. Um, we're still working. Sam, what are you doing? I'm joking. Um, so, so Hollywood couldn't have written a better uh, yeah. story. I tweeted that. Yeah, because it was just unbelievably unbelievable <laughs> what happened yeah. today. And then just before we pass over to the Mercedes boys, just a quick one on stop with Van Dorn. Um, obviously, Paul didn't quite work out for him in the race, but I felt like an unlucky man. I felt like even though he was happy for Nick, he felt like that should have been him. Yeah, but it all came down to, to his performance yesterday. He was really good today, um, fighting for the lead, fighting for really good points, but he lost the championship yesterday. It wasn't a thing that he could have changed today. He lost the championship yesterday. That qualifying performance. Right, let's hear from Nick DeFries and Stoffel Van Dorn. It has been a very up and down season and um, everyone had, everyone was in the same boat and everyone had their ups and downs. And that's why it came to the very last moment. Um, and I just feel, you know, I'm aware that we were very fortunate today um, given everything that happened. Um, so I'm just very grateful that, yeah, the lottery did land on us. and. Ultimately, um, you know, that's what counts. No one will be able to take that away from me, but I'm, I'm humble and I um, understand and respect that we were fortunate today. Tell me, me for your race, because obviously I don't think there was much communication. There never seems to be much communication in terms of where other people are 
in a championship decider. But with Evans, Mortara, and um, Dennis, obviously with those three out of the race, did you know that they were out of the race? Because you were then, you know, you pulled up some quite I aggressive did, moves. I did not know. And, you know, I, I was in it to to do the best race we could. And, and that's how we raced. And uh, I think we were extremely competitive. We drove uh, an incredible race, but I was disappointed with the driving standards from everyone because it was, you know, a joke. I felt like a target on track to, to stay on track because we still needed the, the P8 for the team championship. So um, I was disappointed and that was my first reaction, but later everything sinked in. And of course, I'm very grateful that, that we got chosen to win this lottery. Yeah, and then finally for me, just the mindset thing. When obviously after Sims and you were pushed out wide, what was going through your mind at that point? And was it just see at home at that point? Um, I just accepted my loss and I wanted to keep it clean from that point onwards. Um, but I wasn't aware of the team championship. I mean, I knew kind of, but not exactly. So I was asking what, what, what was required. And then I had to stay with Jeff. At least that's what I thought. But um, obviously Jeff hit me and then I, not exactly on purpose because he obviously had someone hitting him from behind and then Bird came through and I thought that I had to make it up in, in the last uh, yeah uh, last half of the lap but the team quickly said uh, hold off and, and bring it home so that's what I did. I liked a little bit of pace at the start of the race especially this was uh, yeah for me the the kind of the struggle point let's say where um, you know I didn't have the pace when it when it counted and and I couldn't make the gap to the people behind when I uh, when I needed to make it so uh, uh, yeah, I think uh, that's where I kind of lost it. Then I dropped back a couple of positions from other people on attack mode and got dragged back a little bit uh, out of it. So uh, after the safety car, I had one attack left and, and then I had to make my way uh, my way through. So uh, yeah, in the end, it was, uh, I think it was still a good result. You know, we, we kind of more or less maximized what we what we could have. And I'm happy to, uh, yeah, to bring it home for the team. Would you say the safety car then just came out at the wrong time for you? Uh, I don't know if it came out the wrong time. It's hard to, um, you know, hard to judge. Um, for sure, it spiced up a lot of, uh, a lot of things, and uh, maybe it wasn't ideal. But you know, that's that's part of racing, and uh, it's part of uh, part of the business. So uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll uh, we'll get back better next time. And then for you, on a personal note, obviously it's been an up and down season for you. You know, you could have had four poles. You had that one that was taken away from you. The potential in London to win that race. Do you feel like, I know your teammate and you must be happy for your teammate, but do you feel like that should have been you? Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm happy for Nick, you know, he definitely deserves it. But I feel like, um, you know, I lost my chance in London, really uh, missing out on, on that victory that kind of dragged me out of uh, out of the championship. Like you said, I've been on pole four times, you know, officially only three times because of that one in Valencia being taken away. But I think I've been the reference uh, quite often this season and... Uh, and that is, uh, yeah, that is something, uh, something positive that I have to, um, that I have to take away from it. You know, it's been um, you know, not an easy one for me. I think I had a, a lot of uh, the share of bad luck, bad luck. Let's say this season, a lot of big, big points have been taken away. But that's, yeah, unfortunately, that's part of uh, of this uh, this championship. And uh, yeah, we'll try again next year. There were some strong words in that interview, actually, from the Freers about Sims and the aggressiveness, and he's saying he was being a bit of a target out there, and. It did look like normal Formula E racing, standard yeah. Formula racing that we've seen. But let's just talk quickly about the Sims move because we're going to get his thoughts on it in a moment. So De Freeze quite aggressively uses fan boost, tries to pass Sims going into turn one. Sims then does the switch back, tries to go down the inside. De Freeze sort of goes wide, is pushed out wide, and then the 
Porsche comes through and uh, Sims goes through and that creates that free wide um, situation that we had. Just talk me through, what did you think about the move? It was typical Formula E to be honest. Uh, I don't think there was, I didn't feel like that was particularly unfair on, on anyone uh, in that situation. Uh, it was a racing incident. Of course, De Vries will be complaining and I mean, he complained about it because this was the championship on the line for him at least. Sims wasn't in the title hunt any longer and he just wanted to have his position. For De Vries, on the other hand, there was a lot of, yeah, yeah, plenty of points attached to that position uh, that are really, I mean, that he needed for his championship. So I see where Nick is coming from, but to me that was just good old Formula E racing. Good old Formula E racing. Let's hear what Sims had to say about the incident. He outbranked himself into turn two, simple as that. Um, I was on the, the outside of him and, and I got, got the cutback. Um, I thought it was just robust, hard racing. I mean, as, as we all experience in Formula E, um, I don't think I was, uh, at no point did I hit somebody, at no point did I have contact. Um, no, I thought it was just hard racing and I totally appreciate he's got his championship to think about and he would love me to to just wave him past but at the end of the day I've got my race to, to fight for and um, I'm proud of the, the race I had. And overall for your season it was a really I think a good first season for you and it's something to build on obviously going into next year with Mahindra. I, I wouldn't quite class it as good um, it was fair good at times but overall, we, we had too many disappointing weekends. Um, yeah, we learned quite a lot today, actually. With, with uh, it being the last race, we, we tried some things in practice that actually seemed to work and carry through to qualifying pace. So hopefully that can give us some direction and we'll see, we'll see what happens next year. Right. I still can't believe, though, about the situation that we had with Mitch Evans and Eduardo Mortara and then Jake Dennis, mm -hmm. right? So then Jake Dennis, we're coming down. We're thinking now it's a fight between the freeze and Dennis. And then literally a lap after the safety car restart, a technical problem happens for Dennis. The rears lock up and he slams into wall and all of a sudden his title challenge is over. Yeah. And the team had no idea initially what caused that, that incident. He reported, well, my, my rear axle just seized and I had no chance of stopping the thing. Um, yeah, it must be devastating for him. And we saw the pictures on, on television, how devastated he was about retiring from the car. And then in those moments, you realize how much this really means to, to drivers. A couple of years ago, I was still surprised by how serious drivers take Formula E, because from the outside, it almost always sounded like, well, it's a championship where you are to have fun not the case with Jake Dennis. You saw in the pictures that he isn't here for fun. He's here to win the championship. And when you yeah, lose out on the, on, on the championship by something that's not, yeah, that's out of your control. I, I mean, I would be devastated as well. Yeah, like Jack Nichols in commentary was like, oh, maybe because it was a technical problem, it's easier to deal with you know it wasn't your fault at the end of the day but jake was like actually i would have preferred if it was my fault mm -hmm. because then i'd be like well i was the donut today right but because it was out of his control it feels worse it feels like he didn't do anything wrong the chance was taken away from him yep absolutely agree yeah right so let's hear from jake dennis it's been a good season we finished third in the world title so i, I can be pleased with that but obviously the position we were in entering 
after the red flag was very good. And for it to be uh, taken away from us the way it was is disappointing. Yeah, talk me through that moment because you're saying it was a mechanical fault. Does it hurt more that it was a mechanical fault than it was then your own fault? Completely. When you're out, when it's out of your control and you have no, no, you know, no power over the situation, you can just sit there as a passenger and just wait until to hit the wall and that's exactly what happened if I if I just drove into the back of Seb and crashed out by myself I'd move on from it pretty quickly because I could just say I'm an idiot but when it's out of your control it hurts there's one man we have to talk about today probably the star of the day <laughs> and that was Tom Bronquist that lap time in qualifying to get that Neo 333 he's been struggling all season let's be honest they've had a good odd moment here and there but overall they've struggled immensely to get that result on the last day, what a motivation really going into next season. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I wouldn't say he's my, my driver of the day, but he did really, really well in that Neo car. It's usually a thing for Neo and Dragon as well. Everyone knows they don't have the best car and you need decent qualifying results. And Tom showed what you can, can do by achieving good qualifying results in Formula E. And then he fought hard against the likes of Sam Bird, for example, against all the big boys. And he did really well. He's one of the big boys as well, of course. I'm, I'm always <laughs> really keen to see how he would do in a more competitive car in Formula E, because he's doing really, really well in WEC, uh, where his teammates was with Stoffer van Dorn, for example, one of the drivers yeah. he fought today. Um, yeah, he did well uh, in this race. and. Uh, has been rewarded with points and uh, deservedly so. Right, let's hear what Tom Blomquist had to say. We didn't have many expectations going into that quality because I had a torrid, you know, FP1 and FP2. I was struggling a lot with the car and not finding, you know, the right braking points and really struggling with, with, with the braking. And, and we made a few little tweaks for quality and I said to myself, like, you know, fuck it, just balls to the wall. And uh, it's either going to be good or or terrible and luckily it ended up on the on the right side of that because uh, it could have gone wrong but you know I had nothing to lose and and you know the team was quite down and after obviously practices and and yesterday and you know we we were not competitive but that lap really was 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 nice to to hear once I crossed the line you know they opened the radio and I could hear the clapping so that was that was a cool sensation to 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 feel when you're in the car because you know you put some smiles on a, a few people's you know faces because you know there's there's a lot of team members right and you know to to, to boost a bit of morale is, is always nice yeah then tell me for your race because you were in the points for for a lot of that obviously you fell out towards the end but you managed to get that final place uh for 10 just what does that mean for you the team and then just how did you think your race went in general? I think the race went as good as we probably could have hoped for, to be honest. Um, we knew that we didn't have the pace of the others. But if things kind of fell in our way and I did, did a decent job and attacked and defended at the right time, we got our attack modes in, in the, right, the right way, you know, we, we know, you know, there's maybe a possibility that we could nick a point or two. You know, I, I dropped out of it on the last lap and then, I mean, with, you know, quite a few laps to go, but thankfully you know that's sort of all kicking off ahead of me and i knew that if i could you know sneak the right opportunity here i could get lucky and, and pick up a point and you know for me you know i was obviously fortunate there to to be in the right spot there just to, to get jiv um on that last lap so honestly really really happy for for the guys uh to, to end the season like this with a super bowl and, and a, a point scoring is 
there's good morale for everyone and you know also for myself because it's been you know I've, I've had good pace and quality and you know we know we, as an out team we we've struggled a bit more well we, we struggle in the race as well but today to get a point was was really nice for everyone another man i want to talk about rookie at envision virgin racing nick cassidy obviously the result he was not looking for but to be in title contention going into this weekend for a rookie we'll talk about how impressed we were with jake dennis i suppose we've got to talk about how impressed we have been with nick cassidy and generally all the rookies this year they've been amazing um nick cassidy he joined from japan so it was a complete reconfiguration of his like his private life as well he needed to find a new supermarket and everything uh, in the uk so that puts a lot of pressure on yourself privately and then on track of course it's a completely new environment but he proved time and again that he is such a quick driver uh scored two pole positions this year two podiums so he did really, really well this season, I think, and deserves a spot on the grid, just like so many others do uh, next year. Yeah, he thought his season was a little bit marish. He was felt he was consistent, but you know, he was like, uh, I could have done better. I had so much potential, but I didn't show it as often as I could have, he felt. But I think maybe that feeling comes from watching his teammate because Robin had a cracker of a season as well. I think that was Robin's best season in Formula E so far. And if you are in Nick's position, you of course have only Robin Fryens to compare yourself to. And if Robin Fryens is in his best form he's ever been in Formula E pretty much, um, it's easier to be harsh on yourself. I don't think, Nick, you shouldn't be too harsh on yourself. <laughs> you did really well this season. Let's hear what you had to say then. For me, honestly, I'm, I'm frustrated from this year. I feel I've shown so much potential. I feel like I've shown great pace and that we could have easily had a lot more results. So although it's been great and I'm really proud of the guys and the car and, and uh, everyone at Vision Virgin Racing, I'm, I'm annoyed and I'm frustrated because I think we could have easily had more. But it's one of those up and down seasons though, isn't it? Where luck has to be on your side. And how hard is it obviously to keep that momentum up because you had good results you know from Rome I know Rome didn't go your way in the race but that was astonishing on that day but it's such an up and down season how do you go into next season and build on that consistency and make sure you're more consistent going into next year um it, what's annoying is I actually feel like I've been consistent uh I think we need to find um better working window for our package but also something that's more I'm more comfortable with more often because when we're fast we're really fast and when we're off we're actually really far off but yeah it's it's that not necessarily communication because that's been great um, our understanding has been great but testing time and experience to to be able to find that window more often which uh, will lead to consistent results well that's pretty much it Tobias but I suppose we couldn't leave this season and this show without talking about Audi and BMW. Obviously a great day for Audi yesterday. You know, BMW have had a good two days really with Jake Dennis. I know it, it was so close. You know, the potential was there for a BMW to win the championship mm -hmm. for, the, yeah. for the drivers. How much are we going to miss those two manufacturers? I think we are going to miss them. I mean, BMW will still be around in Formula E as the powertrain supplier for Andretti. But they've been mainstays, is that the word in English, yeah. of Formula E for such a long time. Audi's been around since season one. BMW has 
pretty much also been around since season one with uh, them being the supplier of the safety cars, medical cars, official championship vehicles generally. And I am going to miss them because also in sporting terms, they delivered so many incredible, memorable moments for us. Um, both good and bad. Here in Berlin 2018, for example, Audi's 1-2 Grand Slam by Daniel Abt, pole position, fastest lap. Literally the perfect day for them. Um, I, I always remember sitting in Marrakesh in the media center when the two BMWs collided in, in season five. That might not be one of their favorite moments looking <laughs> back, but... But it was a big moment in Formula E. It was, and a memorable one. And yeah, I'm gonna miss them, of course. And um, now that I have the opportunity, thank you for, for all the work you did with us, uh, both Audi and BMW. And uh, it was a pleasure working with you. And I'm sure we will meet again at some point uh, in the small world of motorsports. Indeed. Right. I think that's pretty much it, Tobias. Thank you so much for being with me this weekend and, and doing these. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I mean, it's, it's been such an honor. And uh, yeah, thank you. It's been good to see you again. It's been really good to see you. It's been really good. Well. And hopefully we'll see you again soon in the season eight. Now, can you believe eight seasons we've been doing this? Eight seasons, not eight seasons we've been doing this, but eight seasons we've been covering this sport. Yeah, ridiculous. He was We're getting than, old. He was smaller than me when I first met him. <laughs> how, how is life, right? How is life? <laughs> right, we'll see you soon for season eight. Thank you for watching. Goodbye. <laughs>